You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the Apache Log4j vulnerability exploit that is striking fear into the software world and what can be done to remediate it. With me today is Kristen Hazelwood, Vice President and General Manager of HCL's Big Fix product, which automates discovery, management, and remediation of all endpoints. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Great to have you here. Hi, thanks, Jacob. Thanks for having me today. Great. So to start off, uh, can you tell our listeners a bit about what the Log4j vulnerability is? Sure, absolutely. And I think at this point, um, many people in in the IT and security space absolutely are are fully aware, but uh, just a basic overview. So um, Log4j is an application that uh, many uh, Java programs use to to log, right, to record what's happening in the system. And uh, vulnerability was found on December 9th that allows for remote execution of code um, in applications that use Log4j. And we've seen reports that up to 60% of Java applications are reliant on the Log4j uh, component. So, so what does this mean, right? This means that there are thousands and thousands of applications and systems out there in the wild that um, are exposed to a vulnerability that allow a hacker to um, do remote execution on a system. And this is bad, obviously, right? This is this is a very bad challenge um, that's facing many organizations globally. And to layer onto that, we have heard reports that, you know, within the first 72 hours, there was over 800,000 uh, attempted uh, hacks as a result of this. And now as we speak today, you know, that's well over a million. And so what does this mean for organizations? Um, it means that, that organizations have been scrambling to identify uh, every system that they have, every instance that they have that's using Log4j, and then working to, to remediate those, those systems. I think it's also important to know that the Log4j vulnerability has a CVSS score of 10. That's the worst of the worst. That's as high as it goes. And the reason for such a high score is a combination of factors. One, the simplicity of the exploit. Um, It doesn't uh, take a lot of expertise to to perform the exploit, as well as just the the prevalence of the use for Log4j, the number of systems that that are impacted globally. So um, many IT and security teams have taken notice and have been working tirelessly, you know, through this holiday season to to identify and, and remediate all the instances of Log4j. I see. So even it seems that even as all this new technology and advancements in security are, are being made, um, what conditions are still allowing this type of vulnerability to take place? It only seems that the, the scope of this, this vulnerability is only getting larger. So, I mean, it's a combination of... Um, I would say, say human error and fragility just in general in, in software. When you think about how many thousands and thousands of lines of code go into software and how many components an, um, a modern application today relies on, right? So you might be a developer building an application and not even have awareness that you're bringing in a component that brings in an older component, you know, that that has uh, the log4j elements. So I think there's a lot of uh, lessons that we can learn about supply chain, 
about having awareness of all of the underlying components that your software application is using, as well as, you know, performing robust scans of the software that's being developed. So if you are building software in-house or building software to sell, there, there are pretty standard practices that should be being used um, to scan to make sure you understand all the open source components that you're using, uh, to perform security scans using tools like AppScan to make sure you know, you're not building applications that have known vulnerabilities. So I think it comes down to um, constant vigilance on the part of uh, organizations that are building software. And then if you're an organization that's purchasing and deploying software, there's also a level of vigilance that needs to happen around um, secure supply chain and making sure that the vendors that you're working with have a robust secure supply chain uh, policy where they also are you know, well aware of the open source that they're pulling in, that they're leveraging the latest and greatest tools to do scanning and penetration testing, and they can really validate the um, the full integrity of the lifecycle of the software from the moment it was produced to the moment it's uh, you know provided to that end customer. So I think this is something that as we continue to evolve as a software industry, it's it's absolutely something that we have to keep our eye on. This is not something that's going to go away. It's so easy for um, a simple, innocent mistake from a, a software developer that can lead to something uh, with such, such broad and, and potentially catastrophic consequences. So do you think that this particular vulnerability will cause people to be more scrupulous when uh, they're integrating open source code into their systems or to even avoid doing so when they can in a particular instance? So I, I, one will hope that it will drive change in the behavior of organizations. And uh, we certainly are seeing um, changes being driven already and, and we're only like, you know, at a week out. I don't think that we'll see organizations shying away from the use of open source software. Um, you know, in-house built software is just as um, susceptible to vulnerabilities. But I think what we will see is a tighter control around the, the scanning, the penetration testing, really ensuring that integrity of the software that, that's being delivered. And, and I do want to take a moment to talk about, you know, how robust and really tremendous the response has been uh, since this vulnerability was identified, right? The, the open source community has worked together to make sure to, to address these challenges. You know, software vendors across uh, all different industries are working together to to make sure that, that we get these issues corrected and so that nobody's impacted. So are, are they working mostly to, to try to, uh, to patch it up in the, uh, in the software itself, like in Log4j itself, or to kind of um, you know, get rid of that dependency within their own software? So we're seeing a little bit of, of both, right? So many applications are dependent on the capabilities of Log4j. And so we're seeing the fixes coming into Log4j You'll even see, you know, the original fix. Then there was there was another vulnerability found of lesser severity, um, but there. So there absolutely is an intense focus on making sure that Log4j itself becomes less vulnerable. Uh, but we've also worked with some organizations over the last week or two that, when they started to dig in, they had a dependent. They they were bundling Log4j, but they were their their software was no longer using it. So for them, it was about removing. A bundled dependency that that really didn't need to be there. So I think that's also an important 
uh, point to note, right? If you're building software, don't include extra stuff. <laughs> if you include mm-hmm. extra stuff, you might be making yourself uh, unnecessarily vulnerable. I see. Okay, yeah, and I think that's that's a great segue into um, how is uh, HCL uh, kind of helping its customers or people that have uh, think they might have been exposed to this. Yeah, great question. So um, the our software product Big Fix, the the whole purpose of Big Fix is to help organizations man manage their robust endpoint estate. So whether it's a Windows system, Linux, Mac, uh, HP, Solaris. Um, Raspbian system, any system that an organization has, Big Fix helps that organization have a good understanding of what software is running on that system, as well as the the current um, like compliance state of that system, as well as patching um, the system. So what we immediately were able to do is provide some content to our customers to help them scan their endpoints so that they were able to see across their thousands of endpoints how many instances of the Log4j uh, application were actually running on that system. So it wasn't about going to all the software vendors and finding out, you know, hey, do you use Log4j? It's an actual, instead, what BigFix was doing was actually scanning the endpoints um, to see every single instance of Log4j. So Phase one is visibility. You can't fix a problem that you don't know exists. So Big Fix helps you to make sure you have a robust inventory of all the instances of Log4j on your system. And then we also help you automate either, you know, some of the the remediation workarounds or as patches are becoming available from vendors, um, we are providing those patches to um, to our Big Fix customers so that they're able to patch their systems. So BigFix is helping them, our our clients, discover all the instances of Log4j as well as remediate remediate those instances. And this is not a one-time task, right? If you think about how dynamic systems are, uh, you know, there's a potential that somebody could deploy a new application tomorrow that contains uh, this uh, Log4j vulnerability. So BigFix is also about continuous compliance, making sure that we're continuously scanning and monitoring the environment to see if there's um, new instances popping up so that administrators can uh, remediate those issues quickly. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your insight. Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to add as as kind of a key takeaway for our listeners uh, when it comes to the vulnerability or perhaps best practices for security at large? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the foundation of security is built on... um, making sure that you have visibility into your environment, as well as keeping those systems um, secure through patching and um, secure configuration. So there's lots of layers of security that are built on top of that, but the foundation really comes down to understanding what systems you have and how they're configured. And what we're seeing um, with this Log4j vulnerability is it is coming back to basics. It's the basics of, of visibility and, and patching. Um, mm-hmm. So it's critical for customers and organizations to make sure that they're they're focused there. And then I would also add, um, as it relates to to building software applications, you know, again, making sure that you're scanning those applications and you're performing penetration testing against those applications, so that you really have a good understanding of the security posture of the applications that you're building before you. 
um, deploy them in your systems or or release them to customers. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Kristen, for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jacob. Great. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev. 